Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. Here on the Heroes for Hire podcast, we are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I'm joined by my best pal. Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? I'm good, Connor. Happy uh, patron Google Meet Hangout Eve. Uh, it's technically our birthday yesterday, but we're having the birthday celebration tomorrow. Of, oh, oh, because because we want a we want a celebration on the weekend, you know. We, who, we're who's not doing, doing a Patreon? Meeting. Who's doing the hangout on a Thursday? Who yeah, <laughs> want to rock up Thursday after we finish work? <laughs> <laughs> just hair everywhere. Oh, lad, smoking oh. a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> just really oh, dishevelled. Like. <laughs> it's been a tough day on the stock market. I come up, I've got like coal on my face and like one of those minor <laughs> lanterns. That's my and you job. You work in an office. <laughs> yeah. It was a fancy dress day, what can I say? <laughs> um, so, if I go doesn't know, we are having our birthday, f- five year birthday bash. Five years. Mr. Man. Hangout. Five years, years we have been doing this show. And to celebrate, we are inviting all of you guys to come along to a Google Meet with us tomorrow. Uh, all the patrons have all been invited. And if you would like a special invite, you can just send us a message on Twitter on Instagram and on Facebook there is still time um, the the meeting or the hangout is tomorrow at half one Irish time so as long yeah. as it's before then and I can add you into the invite list then you can come along basically Re- reasonably you have up until about 1pm Irish time to get that invite in. oh I would say whew, maybe even half 11 I'm, I'm very slow I'm 11. a very slow man never check the emails <laughs> 
He doesn't know how a computer works, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Did you ever see that, that uh, video of the cat just slapping away on the keyboard? That's me most of the time. I'm just trying my best. It's a, we actually unplugged the keyboard because he kept deleting the recordings. It was very um, bad. So that is on tomorrow. So if you are interested, please send a message. All the invites are already sent out. So you should have them in whatever email that you sign up to the Patreon with. The, the messages and the invites have been sent out. Sean is currently checking to see if he got did his invite, invite as yeah. I'm saying this. And if you didn't, that would cheer me up and make me laugh. But I got a updated invitation. Yep, here we go. <laughs> now, I'll be there, ladies and, ladies no, and that, gentlemen. I, I haven't told him, but that's a specific other meeting. <laughs> Nobody's going to. <laughs> oh, no. I'll be there on my own in my party hat and balloons. I've been, I've been hoodwinked. Um, but, Sean, that is enough for that thing. If you want an invite, send us a message, basically. That's it. Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing everyone tomorrow to celebrate. It's always a fun But, time. Sean, it is Hero Zero. This is, is the show. Um, I choose DC characters. Sean, you cover Marvel characters. I and it is indeed. my week. Um, and so I decided to do a character that I don't know this might challenge you a little bit because I don't want to go out a limb but Stan Lee is a plagiarising absolute bass <laughs> no I'm not going to do that he's a good a salesman <laughs> rest in peace by the way what? no I'm not going to be mean I'm not going to be mean okay, yeah. this is one of those fun times where Stan Lee's a lovely man I don't want to start any beef uh, but I know this is one of those times where, Sean, I'm going to ask you, when was Spider-Man created? And I want to check your your knowledge of the old web slinger himself. 1960s? Like 1960s. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, And Stan Lee said that's a completely original idea. He came up with that himself and... It was all good. Yeah, he wanted to have a a superhero that kids could relate to. You know, he's a teenager, but he's a man when he puts the costume on. Well, I'm not doubting Mr. Lee, but what I will say is osmosis is an interesting thing in that perhaps Mm -hmm. subconsciously he may have been, I don't know, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Influenced? Uh, Influenced, good one, uh, by an Instagram model selling some detox tea. No, he no. was influenced by Evans, a 1941 no. character, otherwise known as Tarantula Sean. Okay, okay, let's just, I'm going to get out ahead of this. I'm going to wager the similarities between Tarantula and Spider-Man ends at the fact that they're spider-themed. Well, you would say that, but Sean, after uh, Spider-Man, or after Spider-Man, after uh, Tarantula's, uh, one of his first uh, issues in which he solves, like, a problem and, like, he maybe beats up a load of criminals, the radio actually, maybe, the the mystery man is announced on the radio as Spider-Man, and he announces himself as Spider-Man several times in the early issues. How's that spelled? Spider-Man. <laughs> is there a hyphen in there? No hyphen, but that is Spider-Man has the hyphen. <laughs> Peter Parker, Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Respect it. They're nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> These are completely different. <laughs> he also... Sean, see, this is before uh, superpowers, like, they came up with a good origin. So he instead, he's got a gun that fires webs, and he's got suction cups on his legs, and his feet. <laughs> That seems cumbersome and really would ruin the look of the spider outfit. Can I Google what he yes. looks like? 
Uh, you can indeed. Uh, so this is Tarantula, created by Hal Sharp and Mort Weisinger. Um, also, by the way, could you give us a five-star review? Whatever podcast platform you're listening oh, to, this on, it's our birthday, so you have to be nice to us. That's true. Um, we both get a present. We're looking to get 100 five-star reviews before Christmas, so that would be great. But, Sean, Tarantula's first appearance was in Star Spangled Comics number one, October 1941. He's known as Jonathan Law, or John Law, if you what or Jimmy Law if you if you really are know him really well um growing up on a southern Missouri farm John Law knew that he was destined for great things his childhood was lonely however he grew up reading the adventures of Sherlock Holmes until the pages began to fall out he oh. enjoyed basically playing around with machines and coming up with inventions so that he could better understand how things worked sounds um, like a wholesome use to be honest yeah he also collected spiders. Um, a bit that's psychotic. Just... <laughs> it was a murder of animals. You're losing me a bit there. No, spiders are cool, con- but don't collect them. He also collected spiders and set them upon his greatest enemies. No, that is not what he did, but imagine. Okay. Ima- that's a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> what fucking lawyer are you? Like, you know, he may not have killed those people, but imagine he did, though. <laughs> he murdered all those people in cold blood. Well, he didn't. But imagine he did. I know I'm here for a parking ticket, but imagine they killed all those people. If he did that, how would you vote, Jory? Let me know. (laughs) Uh, When he was grown up, he moved to New York and he decided that he wanted to become a writer. Um, So after attending college, uh, he basically, he wanted to find his way as being an author. He struck gold on his first book called Web of Hate. Um, and he settled in and began to pound out several bestsellers over the next couple of years. Fuck, it was um, easy in the 40s, wasn't it? Back in the... He was a white man in the 40s, Sean. He could do no wrong, Connor. <laughs> he could do no wrong. Um, so as he rose to being one of the best authors in the world, he became obviously a number one bestseller, and then he got a maid called Olga. Um, he states that she is one of the only purchases worth the effort. Hmm... <laughs> He's purchasing, like, purchasing a human yeah. is a tough look even back then, I would say. I, back then it was fine, Sean, you know what I mean? It was Surely grand. it wasn't fine. <laughs> Paying them a wage. I think that's what it's meant to be like, but it's come, it's said it's in a way that's very iffy. strangely. It's, it's phrased, oh, not oh, good. It's, 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 good. it's towing you're the line. My, like, saying like, oh, you're my favourite employee. Is yeah. different than you're the best thing I've ever bought. <laughs> yeah, like even if it's like you're the best thing to spend money on, like that's kind of better, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So before uh, a year before this issue, um, what happened was Mister Law or John saw him saw a hero that he uh, he 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 kind of took a a fancy to, not in terms of like. Uh, like he was attracted to them, but he was obsessed with the hero known as Sandman. Um, oh. And because of a chance meeting, as he saw Sandman beat up a load of tugs, and he was basically hooked on the idea of mystery men, of superheroes. Being of a like, man with a gun and a trench coat. Back in the 40s, they just had a trench coat and a gun and it was Bob's your uncle's problem solved. Yeah. The, I love dolls. I do. I don't know if you've ever done them, but the, the original Sandman is really cool. I like his mm. design a lot. Wesley Boggs, I think is his name. 
Yeah, and so ironically, uh, Tarantula's first original outfit is one of the Sandman. It's a, like a Sandman uh, like a alternate outfit, right? Oh, like inspired by kind of a thing. Yeah, ah. um, and so he basically started doing research for a non-fiction book about superheroes, mystery men, Crimson Avengers, stuff like that. Right. Um, in the course of that research, he interviewed Diane Belmont in the summer of 1941, and he basically wanted to know about her association with the Sandman, and was like, how do you know them? What are they like? What are they about? What drives them? He was yeah. writing a great plot book at this point. Um, <clears throat> Belmont gave Law a sketch of a costume she had designed for the Sandman, which she doubted he would ever use because it, she didn't think it was that great, but she just gave him the design. After having written about crime fighting for years, Law decided, now that he had an idea for a costume, he would follow up in a unique way to learn more about how their brains worked. And how he followed up is he became a crime fighter himself. The only way to understand the enemy is mm-hmm. to, or the subject is to become them. It's like mm-hmm. when I did my report on podcasters. <laughs> that was a weird one. Yeah. Five years in, haven't learned anything. <laughs> one of these days we're going to figure this out. And it's over <laughs> for you bitches. Then I'm going to crack this whole thing wide open. Um, so inspired, Sean, obviously needs an inspiration. So inspired by his pet tarantula, Law decided to take the name Tarantula, as the spider was the hunter of the insect world. So that's pretty good. Yeah, he's not technically wrong. Like... Mm. But it's it's it, he, at the minute, right? We have a man who is writing about other heroes who stole yeah. a costume design from another hero and stole yeah. the name from his pet. Yeah, not the most creative guy, I would say. He's the he's the number one bestseller author of, in the world. Is he point. writing fiction? He's writing fiction, yes. Oh, well. <laughs> Seems he should put even 5% effort into the hero thing. Though, I think he was concentrating so much on his next plot. Yeah, he was writing yeah. Harry Potter at the time. <laughs> um, so in keeping with the spider team, he even devised a web gun and suction cups for his boots so he could walk on walls. His entrusted loyal housekeeper, Olga, who was German, mm-hmm. um, she basically was met with like the secret... And now she knows his dual identity. So she's his Alfred. Excellent. And, uh, and Olga, famously, the best thing he ever paid for. That, <laughs> you're the best woman I've ever paid for, he said. <laughs> you're the best woman I've ever exchanged money for. For, for goods and services, which... <laughs> so a few days after meeting Belmont, he finished his... Co- Olga finished his costume. He's not making it himself, Sean. Of course he's not. He's doing none of this himself so far. No, he's not. He hasn't done anything. Uh, he makes his first public appearance once the outfit is done and he tries it on. Um, but in the first appearance, he basically goes down to investigate a crime. He finds Belmont... The investigator, the journalist from earlier on, she has donned the Sandman's trench coat and gas mask to invest a case of industrial sabotage. So Wes right. Dodds, the Sandman, is out of town at this point, What's and she's taken it. She's he's just on a holiday, and she decides that she's going to become the Sandman. However, she's badly wounded almost immediately and apparently killed by a Nazi agent because it's 1941. Oh, yeah. They're still the baddies at that point. Still the baddies <laughs> the now, baddies. actually, to be what fair. What do you mean Let's still the baddies that. then? <laughs> 
Both statements are true. That's not like <laughs> they were bad then. They're bad now, Connor. It's just weirdly phrased. It was weird. uh, they were, to, to say ah the Nazis, they were the baddies then. It's it implies that there's a change in no, in the environment. I'd like to put out a blanket statement: okay. Nazis have always are always and will mm. always be bad. I'm not even going to make the gag of what you've been telling me off, Mike, because that is true. <laughs> let's, just, let's just nail that down, all right? <laughs> I've got you in too much trouble doing that over the years. <laughs> so, uh, so she's apparently killed by a Nazi agent. John takes it upon himself, the tarantula. He attacks the saboteurs and he's joined by the real Sandman who just shows up randomly. At this point, it's too late. Now that um, that broad is dead, let me fucking get back to work. <laughs> the broad is dead. <laughs> Together they defeat the saboteurs and the Sandman led Law to believe that she had actually died. But in reality, she hadn't, but that's a different plot altogether. That's just his first outing. He, right. He gets the respect of Sandman because he's such. he's got good such... Such good chutzpah about Okay, so he's got the respect of the guy he admired mm. and like wanted to emulate. Yeah. Um, however, John then has a problem with Diane's death. However, with an underworld contact, he hears about a different villain known as Ace Deuce. Right? Great name. Um, which is just number one shit in a different way. <laughs> also true, but it sounds cooler. Ace Deuce. <laughs> you wouldn't get away with that now. Oh, if you could name your kid Ace, too. Even if you name your kid Ace. If I sent my son into school, his name was Ace Mean. I'd hope he'd Ooh. be bullied. Yeah, but your second name isn't shit. Or like a synonym for shit. Uh, uh, yeah. But but even still, Ace is a hard enough first name, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Not like Max Power. Max Power is obviously the best. What about Ace Power? Ace Power is pretty all right. Mm, yeah, that's pretty good. I think, like, it, it also sounds like an Irish, like, nickname. Like Ace Power. Yeah. Oh yeah, like so there's always a friend group that has Ace in yeah. it, and because he, he won one card game once. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so as the as the Ace tries to pull a movie theater heist, so he figures out Ace Deuce. This Who's villain, holding up he, a movie theater. He's holding up a movie. He's Ace Deuce, man. So he needs his own fucking line of villains, right, Sean? They had to come up with it on the fly. So now his villain is this guy called Ace Deuce, and he's robbing a movie theater. Right. Okay. I'm just like in the world of spiders and insects, there's a whole world of other villains mm. you could have made up. A green goblin, perhaps. <laughs> some sort of goblin who is green. Um, maybe some sort of rhino of some kind. Um, the tarantula breaks up the robbery as he has, and he's as he ties up Deuce up in his web. The ace doesn't take too kindly to being tied up, and he basically threatens him. Uh, who freely? This is where tarantula gets a bit weird. He freely tells him his name. Wow. <laughs> I am famous public. Maybe he just has a real ego. It's like I'm the best author there's ever been. He wants those sales. He yeah. wants those sales from the prison. And um, so he's like, "You're going to get twenty to thirty years. It doesn't matter if you know my identity. You know how it is." Um, as he is ready to leave, two cops try to catch him. Sean. At first, they want to arrest him, thinking that he is with the rival mob. But as he escapes to the rooftop, the cops look at each other, saying they could use someone like him on the force. <laughs> That vigilante, let's bring him in. <laughs> he's, a loose, he's a loose cannon, but I'm glad he's in our deck kind of vibes. No, 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 Chief, don't worry. He's a 30-something white man. <laughs> There's no way we can't trust him. <laughs> he's got to be good, right? 
<laughs> yeah, he just has a gun he made himself, but like that shows hotspur. <laughs> and suction cups. <laughs> Um, a radio announcer reporting the incident referred to the new mystery man as both a tarantula and a spider-man. Um, so Ace Deuce soon broke out of prison immediately and now knows his secret identity. Good stuff. A tough um, But tarantula, he was one, ahead, one step ahead, Sean, he used his acting talents to disguise himself as criminal Bugs O'Bannon. Sorry, Pugs O'Bannon. Pugs O'Bannon. Um, Pugs O'Bannon. Thanks for clearing to- that up. To, to get into Ace's next job. So he becomes Pugs O'Bannon to get inside information and he joins Ace Deuce's crew. Very, 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 very um, lax vetting process for Ace's crew, it turns out. It's 1941, Sean. Yeah, and he was a white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Are, you, are you a woman, sir? No, that's the only question we have. <laughs> woman, person of colour? No, get out. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, sorry, you're Caucasian. Oh, that's white good. man oh, we've God. never met before, though. <laughs> Pugs O'Bannon! So Ace and his gang try to rob a war relief party, because World War II was happening, and Tarantula is aware of all that's going on. He then basically reveals himself in the middle of the robbery, and he fights with the mobsters at the ball. He disarms and takes them all out. Remember... On trade, just he's just an author, but now he's good. He's got punches. That's all that matters. Um, he's eating milk and steak, Connor. He's unbeatable. <laughs> as as he's ready to take out Ace Deuce, the Ace Deuce attempts to leave with a plane that has a helicopter rudder on it. As he tries to escape, the tarantula fires his web gun into the rudder in the air. The rudder stops moving, and the plane goes down. Ace Deuce jumps from the plane with a parachute, but then the tarantula jumps out with him. And as Ace tries to get away, Deuce, or sorry, yeah, as Ace tries to get away, yeah. tarantula pushes him and he falls to his death. <laughs> Just kills a man. Just outright. Kills him straight up. I mean, look, now no one knows his identity. I, now he like, knew, he knew too much. This is a mistake. I should not have done mm. this. There's yeah, only now one we have to kill him. This. Surely <laughs> he won't have told anyone else. He's like, he's like, look at him. Look, this is actually on me. I will have to kill you now, but this is actually on yeah. me. Just so you this know, part- it's not a you did. No, you did everything you were meant to do, to be honest. <laughs> he then joined the All-Star Squadron. This is like 1942 at this point. So he, mm. everyone was joining the All-Star and Squadron. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Nazis were the villains then? Just uh, just wanted to confirm the... Just have to look this up. Uh, just two seconds. Yeah. Nat- bad guys. Yeah. Bad they, guys. They were on the, they were on the bad side. Always. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's not what you said? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Pull it back. Um, as he joined the All-Star Squadron and he adopted a new costume created by Olga again. And he wanted... He's just a regular All-Star now. And he uses that time to use, like, to add more research to his new book because he's still writing the book. It, it feels really disingenuous as a hero to be like, I'm just in this for the story I get to write and yeah. sell. But he's know? also single-handedly the greatest hero of all time. Yeah, like, he's quite successful as a hero. Like it's Never just, fails. Never fails. It'd be, like, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be like The Rock writing a book on acting, Connor. 
I hope he doesn't. <laughs> so I'm going to take you through two stories from the Star Spangled comics that really caught my eye and made me laugh. One, this is an issue three. When a number of luxury liners disappeared without a trace, Tarantula investigated, taking a trip on the liner The Silver Crown. He saw a man getting fresh with the only female passenger, Jude Hayworth. So he basically beat up the guy. Right? Because right. he was getting fresh. He was getting fly with his getting home fresh girl. fresh is a great term, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really know in what context. You could use it in many contexts, I suppose. It, it conveys a certain level of like, oh, he's trying to get fresh means oh, yeah. he's really chancing his fucking arm like. So he beats the guy up and threatens to throw him into the the shit overboard, basically, right? Yeah. June was impressed by how gallant he was. And he was impressed that she wasn't afraid to be on a liner that might well disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Very odd uh, requirements in a woman. A load of liners had gone missing. So he gets on a different one. And she's like, wow, you're so handsome and sexy. And he's like... I like the chutzpah of you getting on a lighter when all those lighters are disappearing. You got moxie, kid. I'm no, look, I'm no greatest writer in the world, but is June yeah. the one who's making all the liners disappear? <laughs> that would be how you would do it, but no. I really? Mean, obviously, they're not going to do that now. He did. She, Sean, I don't know how to say this, but like, she's a damsel. She, she's in distress. She was in distress there. Yeah, no, her function she was, was She was distressed. She was saying, "How yeah, is yeah. a woman going to steal a lighter, Sean? That's a that's a job for Ace Deuce, but he's dead. So we have the he's Ace dead. Deuce. Too. He's in the ground. We buried him. <laughs> he knew too much. <laughs> um, so she's impressed by how gallant he is, and pirates then boarded the ship. So they figured out the Keep pirates going. were. At, Keep going. You're into it now. They boarded the (laughs) ship and they wrecked the radio room and hooked the ship to a sub that tows it to a remote island. They hooked the ship to a submarine. submarine? Yeah. How does it... How does it... I'm trying to work out the logistics of how you get that close to the island. Seems more difficult to do it that way, but they did it because they were cool pirates. Pirates in a submarine is great, by the way. That's a that's a that's a fine thing to have. That's a Power Rangers turbo move, right there. It is. It is. Let's watch Turbo again. (laughs) Turbo movie. I should I should really make sure it's clear. Anyone doesn't know the movie Power Rangers Turbo. It's it's an absolutely fantastic Oscar winning film that we watched on the Patreon. It's really good. It's really good. Whole other bunch of movies up on that Patreon if you want to check it out. (laughs) Oh, pretty good. We also have done the regular Power. It's it's not just strictly Power Rangers movies. No, we have done two. Of them over like a couple, and there is more. There, there are more Power Rangers movies out there that we could and might watch. You still have to watch them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Law then changed into Tarantula, and he tied June to the mast. So this is my favorite bit of the story. So he dresses up as Tarantula to fight the pirates. Right. And his first move is he grabs June, who's the damsel in distress, and he ties her to the mast, telling her there's too much danger. Down below on the ship, so he ties her to the mast. Why? Why? Why not just le- tell her it's there's too much danger? I'll handle it. Don't because there's because like she needs to be tied fifty feet in the air why, onto the mast. Why is he just restraining women for no reason? <laughs> 
he's very gallant so he confronts the pirates responsible for stealing the luxury liners and he further impresses June by beating the shit out of all of them she's very impressed while being 40 feet in the air just fucking in love with it absolutely she's pregnant she's she's pregnant up there somehow yeah like the yeah just because just from the the mere sight of him assaulting some pirates she needs glasses though so she actually can see what he's doing but she can just hear the pow yeah 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 she she can hear the big pow uh, crack whack panels yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other issue of the cover was in Star Spangled Comics number 5 he put the finishing touches on his latest manuscript and Olga said he should stick to writing instead of crime fighting because it was safer ha 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 Olga that's John not what I pay you for <laughs> I'll kill his deuce again. <laughs> but John responded that that would make his life boring, Sean. So he went to drop off his manuscript when he witnessed an armoured car robbery at a shootout that left a handful of cops dead. A beam came from the sky and both the crooks and the armoured car vanished. A beam? A beam. A, a light beam. beam. B-E-A-M. I thought you said yes. bean. Like sorry, a beam, a light beam came from the sky. Right, that's also weird. Like a beam would have been weird. A beam is also pretty strange to have happen. <laughs> One crook, however, was caught, and John went to the police station as tarantula to investigate. Um, Ganesha, a criminal dressed like his Indian god namesake, repelled out the police headquarters and shot the crook who was kidnapped before he could talk. Okay. What's, can I have the name of that Indian god there? Ganesha. G-A-N-E-S-H-A. Ganesha. Such so is also spelled... Oh, Gane- yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually quite an interesting one to pick, Connor. Because yeah. it's it's a multi-armed god. So mm. it's like a spider, but it's got multiple I think arms. that's specifically why he, they were No, chosen, no, yeah. no. I figured this out just now. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway a villain called Ganesha dropped down into the police headquarters and shot the guy that was ki- that was arrested so that he wouldn't talk okay. um, and then they're like oh fuck this is a big deal so there must be a, a racket going on there's some sort of conspiracy that they don't want us to know about so after a number of daring robberies with the same MO the police arranged to have a decoy car brought in filled with sandbags and dolls and they hoped that that would lure the crooks in so they basically set up this whole like sting operation the crowd bas- it works so when the sky beam sucks up the car, Tarantula follows, and he found himself on an anti-gravity craft. The craft this landed. Man was in the sea like last week, and now he's. This is a different issue. He's up to hijinks, so now he's just in an anti-gravity place, right? Right. And this is in Ganesha's HQ, where a giant mechanical hammer was waiting to bust the car open. I mean. Of course. Who am I to deny a man a giant mechanical hammer, you know? Because it's, it's like a big van that they think is full of money. So yeah. then they have a hammer to break it open like and then take all the money. kind of scenario. Yeah, but it's all filled with sand, but they don't know it's filled with sand. So he's there. There's a big mechanical hammer waiting to bust the car open. The FBI make their move because now they know where they all are because they were tracking him. Um, <laughs> and they capture Ganesha's men. While Tarantula went after their 
boss. After some fisticuffs, the hammer caught Ganesha, crushing his body and killing him. Again, another villain instantly killed. <laughs> which, as soon as, that's di- Chekhov's giant hammer, by the way, because <laughs> as soon as you see that drawn, you're like, no, that's killing someone. That's- but the bit part of this issue, right, is first of all, none of that really makes any fucking sense. It's 1942 or whatever. But the best bit is at the end, with his dying breath, Ganesha revealed himself as former crime boss Mike Delaney, who's a character nobody had ever met before, but seemed like it was a big twist. (laughs) That's the thing they would do in old comics, though. Just like, oh, he's the one we've been looking for the whole time. (laughs) So he's this villain called Mike Delaney, and he he warned Tarantula that all of his gadgets had been kidnapped and, uh, like... He was being forced to do crimes by an even bigger boss. Um, Right, so they're now doing like the Thanos thing of like, oh, but there's a bigger threat you didn't even know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really good. That's that's how you know it's good. They're the only two issues. I don't think it ever went any further, but that's... He killed his two villains. Um, (laughs) So that's in his like heyday, right? So then he goes away for years. Uh, in 1950, he's called before the House of Un-American Activities Commission and he's called to testify and reveal any and all known communists or sympathizers he knew of in the New York writing community. This is John Law, by the way. Right. Okay. Because uh, so- obviously McCarthyism is running rampant to the stage. It is. So in the comics, he's brought in front of them. He refuses to reveal if he knew of any sympathizers and he's blacklisted from all publishers and none of them will, will publish his detective novels anymore. That's hilarious. Also, fair play to him for standing up for what he believes in. And so decades passed and he survived writing for first a dying pulp publishers and then for cheap end paperback publishers, losing money as he went down the scale. So he's like um, destitute by the end. He's like n- By the end, he's completely on social security and he's living off meagre royalties from like his previous sellings. That's, um, that's basically it. And he just, that's where they leave him. Just he did. He did publish the book in the sixties or seventies. The uh, book he kept writing, you know, the Star Spangled yeah. Superheroes of World War Two book. He does publish that, so that gets him a bit more money. But it's not particularly successful, as like interest in mystery men had faded by that point. Yeah, because at that point you have like actual superheroes had become the mm. popular. That's really yeah. cool. It's kind of sad, but I really like it. And then lastly, his most recent uh, happen happening was actually in a Nightwing comic in which he's uh, shown to be an old man who lives in Dick Grayson's building that is just like an old man in the background. And then they, you reveal his name is John Law. That's the, that's the big reveal. That's he's cool. like in his 90s. Um, and then he tragically dies when Blockbuster blows up the building trying to kill Nightwing and he's buried in a collective grave. That's... Man, for such a like, not even like, not even like an important hero, but for such a successful hero, and he just dies in the crossfire. I think they ran out of stuff for him to do because he was very Crimson Avenger in the nineteen forties, and then lads who just had like, it's weird that they never continued on with the web good or whatever. But he, he mostly he just had chutzpah. Yeah, but I think like once you get to the point of like when you when Spider Man lands in like sixty two or whatever it was, mm. you're like, oh no, like we can do we can't do any spider gimmicks now. 
this this is a much better version of that. Yeah. Um, in terms of powers and abilities, he possesses no super abilities. He relies on several gimmicks and his quick wits. He was trained in hand-to-hand combat as well as some acrobatics, and he had a passing interest in stage makeup. <laughs> Good stuff. For Don't him. we all? <laughs> he had a, he used suction cups attached to the soles of his boots and his elbows to allow him to walk up walls and hang from ceilings. He also used a web gun which fired a string of fast hardening nylon that could be used to swing from one anchored point to another and in the 40s nylon was the best shit you could ever oh and rock solid lad nobody's getting out of nylon no one understands it but it's magic (laughs) like linoleum yeah oh linoleum in the 70s when that hit by god (laughs) we were all laughing then lads (laughs) asbestos next big thing <laughs> but that is my report on Tarantula, the original Spider-Man. That's actually really interesting. I'm sure there was mm. some level of inspiration drawn from it, even if it's just spider-themed hero was all. What if was. a guy could stick to a ceiling and had a web? Imagine that, and then we make his life miserable for six years. Just make him years. a teenager and fucking ruin He's his life. Never happy. We're going to kill, kill everyone everyone. he loves. <laughs> <laughs> Very good report, Connor. Would you like me to take Thank us you, out? Sean. Yeah, sure, why not? Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero Zero. We will be back tomorrow on the live show. If you do not already have the invite, which if you're a patron, you already do. But if you want one, as we said, send us a message on any of the social medias or the email address that we rarely shout out, heroesforhire underscore outlook.com. Um, and then otherwise support show, patreon.com forward slash heroesforhire podcast. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is the Technic Development's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. We shall see you all tomorrow, guys. See you tomorrow. Be Bye-bye. there. Be square. Let's go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.